Greetings and welcome to Strangers and Aliens, episode 414. Is that right? 414? Yeah. Is that, that the opening we're going with? Sure. Like <laughs> and the episode title is 2023 Entertainment Recap or Evan and Ben Catch Up. Or 2023 in review. Okay. It doesn't matter. We could use all three of them because <laughs> this is the recording we're doing. How's it going, Ben? It's going well, man. It's going well. I, I've got, uh, there's, there's a lot going on because I have older kids now and I'm switching us because you're the, you're the head of the channel. Okay. Anyway, there's a lot going on because okay. uh, I've got kids <laughs> that are older and they're out doing their own thing. And there's been some not so exciting things. My kids are great. My kids are safe. My kids are wealth are healthy, not wealthy, healthy, um, healthy and well, but, uh, yeah, there's, we got a kid graduating college this semester. Okay. Got a kid graduating high school this semester. Wow. Two. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just weird, weird uh, stage in life right now. So my, How about kid, you? my kids are in a typical stage of life. We are, we are, we are in a stage of life where we are watching Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and my son loves it and really wants to get the toys, but they don't exist anymore. At least not for under $400. So we're trying to make, I you. think you remember <laughs> when I was trying to get the uh, superhero, uh, what were they called? They were the clunky superheroes, like the preschool superhero ones, Spidey and friends and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I could not get those for anything other than collector's prices. And then the same with uh, Transformers. Yeah, I was, remember that. That was so frustrating because I just wanted to get a Transformer for my preschooler. Hmm. And I'm not spending 50 bucks to yeah. get Optimus Prime for my preschooler because it's on eBay. And that's the only place I could get it. Man, Clark is just, his brain is a steel trap. You tell him your name once. He's got it forever, and that also includes characters. <laughs> so <laughs> he just has to watch his show once, and man, he's in it, and he's got he's got it down. So, uh, yeah, and so here's some other things that have been going on, and this is for both of us for 2023. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and do this right now because we're gonna we're gonna promote this thing. Hooray! Our book, A Time for Everything, which. I don't know the exact percentages, but I only have one twenty eighth in here and you have one twenty eighth in here because um, there's 28 stories, a time for everything. It is an anthology about Ecclesiastes three. And as you can see, if you're looking at the cover right now, there's a clock on the cover. Why? Because it has to do with time. I call it time bending. Um, all the stories have some element of time bending that, uh, that happens. It doesn't necessarily have to be time travel, although that is kind of the starting point for a lot of people. But Evan, your story is a time to die. It My is. My story is a time to hate. Nice. Kind of both ended up with the, uh, no, no, mine's not a time to die. Mine's a time to kill. That's right. Time to kill. Yes. Time to kill. Yeah. So we both kind of ended up with those more negative feeling things, but yeah, yeah. So that's the hardcover edition that I had there. There's a paperback edition and an ebook edition. Damn. Steve also has a story in there. And so basically we have the entire Strangers and Aliens main cast, uh, not the supporting cast. Uh, I tried actually to get 
John Haru was going to write one, but he ended up not being able to. J.S. Earls, he was not able to. Dr. Jason? Able... No, he's not in there. <laughs> I, I asked him. He, he wasn't able to. Um, no, no, no. So, um, yeah. So there's some people who have been on the show before, though. Um, Adam David Collings is in there. Uh, yeah. Uh, Nathan Marchand is also in there. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so he had a time to dance, and he mm-hmm. had that one because he is a ballroom dancer. That's right. So, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so all of them to start with, that's your title, that's your theme, and I said, run with it and do something with time. Sci-fi, fantasy, I don't care. It could be something like Hermione's uh, time thing that she had in, in Harry Potter. Hermione? Whatever. <laughs> I. Hormony, I think, is a different thing. Hermonio. Hermonium. I don't know. <laughs> um, or it could be something like a time machine, or it could be something in between, which is actually you and I both kind of went in between as far as just yes. not doing your usual time travel kind of a thing. But yeah. Yes, all... There's no time traveling in mind. There's time fighting. There's, I mean, is there no time traveling in yours? Nope. I would. I would argue that time does travel. There's only one way to settle this, Ben, and that's for everyone watching this to buy a copy, read it, and then give us your opinion. Well, and actually in my story, they actually argue is time traveling happening right now? Like, is this time traveling? And, and they actually argue, well, is it technically time traveling or not? So mine, I went with a different direction because usually I'm pretty dialogue heavy and conversational dialogue. But there's like zero dialogue. There's like one or two lines. Yeah. Everything's narrator focused. So. And you have an interesting voice too with the narrator there. It's a more of a uh, a third person, but it's actually, well, it's just an interesting voice you have there because of the, the way that you chose to address the reader through the narrator. Yeah. Well, and, good, because I, I almost never use a narrator, so that was an experiment <laughs> for me. So... Yeah. So anyway, that is out now on Amazon, a time for everything. Just look up a time for everything. And if you, if it doesn't come up right away, put in Ben Avery and uh time for everything, Ben Avery. And then that book should be the first result. The second result will be Tropic Thunder. <laughs> we're, I don't we, know why. <laughs> weren't we number four in Christian sci-fi for a, a minute? In Christian sci-fi new release. And it was for like a minute. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was not a, not for for very long so anyway uh i enjoy putting the book together i enjoy working with all the different writers and the other thing is for 2023 sci-fi wise ghost of the future also came out in 2023 so that was also a big deal my novel which is also available on amazon and only in paperback though so but a time for everything is huge 500 pages hardcover or paperback or kindle and if you can't can't drop you know seven 18 bucks on the on the paperback kindle is only five so i would say i had one thing big come out for me this year which was the chosen graphic novel number one which is pretty cool you can buy that at the chosen store and i was able to uh adapt the script into graphic novel format for season one super fun and um yeah kind of out of nowhere for me 
Like you didn't say <laughs> yeah. anything. No, to I anyone. could not talk about it. How many yeah. NDAs did you have to sign for that one? I I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I don't even remember if I signed one. It was a just despite it being a big brand and despite the final product looking very very cool, it was kind of a guerrilla warfare graphic novel production. Uh, had to do it real quick. So okay, yeah, it was very fun. All right. Well, we are here to talk about 2023 movies, more or less. That's pretty much what we're going to talk about today. Movies and streaming. I'm going to throw in some streaming. I don't know okay. if that's on your list or not, but it is. Well, things my list is about. solely letterboxed. Um, so if they're all films on here, it's not series. So, but if I think of one, I'll throw it out. Okay. So, and um, I might. <laughs> I might have some things that you'd be like, Oh, I want to see that. And and you might have some things you're like, Hey Ben, you should watch. And, and I told you to watch this five times already. And I still haven't. Watched Let's just it. go ahead and put that out there, Ben, <laughs> the, the unicorn warriors eternal, which are on HBO max and very good show that Ben would love to death, but refuses to watch. It's not that I refuse <laughs> to, although you make your choices, Ben, i'm just saying refuse has a that puts a motive to it yeah sure there there was no motive for it so they're only 22 minute episodes and it's by gindy tartakovsky man which is a a selling point for sure Mm -hmm. all right and there was another show too that you were like uh you told me i should watch i thought there was an episode of hilda on netflix and i watched it i'm like this is a ben avery but that one you just sent me like a this week. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. All right. Yep. So I have a little bit of grace there. Yeah. Well, and that, and that one's just one episode. You don't even need to watch the rest of the show. I'm just like this one episode. I would probably watch the pilot episode. Okay. I don't know. You don't have to. Okay. All right. Fair well, enough. let's get Fair into enough. this. We only so. have a minimum of two hours, a maximum of two hours to do this thing. So. So I don't think we'll take that long. Jump, uh, yeah, we better not take that long. <laughs> we both have lives to get back to. Indeed. Uh, but yeah, let's start. You've got your letterbox list. Go through. I will stop you when I want to because, okay. um, and then I have my list. Uh, yeah, <laughs> very analog. Very yeah, analog. yeah, and that's just the things I wanted to make sure I had. I, I remember to talk about before uh, before the end of things. Yeah, so. and I and mine's in order of uh, what I liked the least to what I liked the most. So I I don't think your thing is in order, is it? So <laughs> so no, if, it if is absolutely something not. on my list. Uh, <laughs> correlates or 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 sparks a a connection to one thing on your list that is probably not on mine then go ahead and interject it okay so okay let's start at the bottom i watched 28 new movies this year so these are all movies that came out in 2023 and these are in again in order from the one i like the least to the one i like the most so number 28 the bottom of the list is godzilla minus one are you serious? It is, I am serious. You are serious? I hated it, man. Yep. And I think mostly it's because I had a terrible theater experience with it because of the subject matter, but also because of the state of mind I was in. For some reason, I just got super depressed watching this thing. And I, I was in the theater and I watched it and I, I left before the end because I could tell like, okay, this is the final battle. I'm just, I'm done with this. And I left. 
So you don't know what happened after the final battle? Nope. Yeah. I don't. Well, the good news is, for our <laughs> listeners, in the next week, I'll be recording about Godzilla Minus One and Monarch with uh, with Nathan. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I, I got halfway through Mon Monarch, and I haven't got a chance to finish it yet. But And I don't think Monarch counts as a 2023. I can't remember when it started. No, it, it did does. start in 2023. Yeah. So let's not, yeah, I can't really talk about that because I haven't watched all of it, but the half I saw was awesome and I really, really liked it. Okay. And without going too far into it, I would say that Monarch in some ways elevates the MonsterVerse movies because of the, some of the background it gives. And I, there's a temptation because of time. I don't think I'm going to do this, but there's a temptation to go and just watch in chronological order uh the the monster verse and you know start yeah. with with skull island um now there is some one of the things i like about monarch is the way it jumps in time mm -hmm. and so it has something happening in the past something happening uh in i mean they, they go to a lot of different time periods but most of it in the present day takes place after the first godzilla movie and, and one thing i really like about it as is that it ties heavily into my favorite kaiju movie of all time which is godzilla 2014 like it's it happens like right after that movie between that movie and uh was it king of monsters is the mm -hmm. next one well yeah. some of it happens during that movie like they do mm. as they're bouncing around in time you get some in the first episode there's there's some scenes that are yeah in san francisco and stuff yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then it does also go back into the past the beginning of monarch and yeah it's it's good and it expands the universe in a good way that uh that really just makes it just a little more fun. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, it's not for everyone though, because there is a monster in every episode, but not often very long. <laughs> so, and Godzilla is not in every episode, but when and it is, it's cool. It is cool. And yeah, I won't say much more than that. Okay. So, but we're getting Nathan on with our next episode to, to, well, might not be the next episode as far as release, but I think it's be the next episode as far as recording uh, to talk about just Godzilla and the state of Godzilla. I, I, I toyed with using the, the title Godzilla Eminem <laughs> because it's M &M. Mon Monarch and minus one. Nice, so, nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I will back to minus one. I really enjoyed minus one as mm -hmm. well. I thought it was just a really, I, I thought it was fun. Like I did not get depressed at all. Oh man. I thought it was I so was, sad and, and yeah, I, I was, was just like, I was pulled into the period drama. I was pulled into the historical drama. I was pulled into the kaiju drama. And I was pulled into none of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I mean, when you're, you're, when you talk about the subject matter, the subject matter is the aftermath of World War II in Japan. Yeah. I mean, it's not a rousing, uplift, uplifting time, uh, period of time in, in human history. For sure. Yeah. But even uh, like this, this one and Shin Godzilla, like I just didn't like the way even that they portrayed Godzilla. So. Yeah. So, okay. Well, <laughs> I, will, I don't know if Nathan's going to be able to hear this before we record about that, but uh, I will definitely report to him. Uh, okay. What you, what you have Please said. Do. So Please 28 do. out of 28 movies. Is it 28? Yep. That's number 28 out That's of 28. That's number 28, Godzilla minus one. All right. I'm writing down my analog notes so okay. that I can <laughs> remember here. 
Wow. Okay. All I right. think you're gonna. I think you're gonna be surprised at my bottom three. Well, let's continue then. What's okay. your next number twenty-seven? Oppenheimer, which I haven't seen. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which and those two movies do kind of go together. They do indeed. Um, and yeah, I'm just I'm kind of losing faith in Christopher Nolan. Yeah. <laughs> like his last two movies have insanely disappointed me this one because i don't think he should be doing biopics <laughs> like the non the nonlinear structure isn't great with that but then also two other major factors one is the just gratuitous nudity that is in it um yeah just not it's not necessary or at least not <laughs> you can still have the characters be in that situation and not pan the camera so that it shows everything right and so but instead it's just sitting there for five minutes um and then so that's one but then on a probably a, another level uh that's just more fundamental to the film is that christopher nolan's obsession with practical effects and doing everything in the camera i think was a detriment to this movie mm. so I mean, the, the the climax of the film, the buildup is the first, you know, nuclear explosion and just super disappointing. So, um, yeah. Was was Tenet his previous movie to this yes. one? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So unfortunate. Yeah, I I did just recently go back and rewatch Interstellar and I... I think I liked it better even. Oh, <laughs> and I, I liked it before, but I love Interstellar. That one, that yeah. one holds up big time. Oh yeah. Know. I'm not, I'm, I'm not doubting his amazing work from the past, but <laughs> <laughs> just lately uh, we need to get back to, to what he's good at. I think. Yeah. All right. So next the boy and the heron. Oh, that's unfortunate, which it I have is. not seen. I still mm -hmm. have not seen. You're going to uh, notice a trend here. I have not seen too many movies in theaters in the last year. Um, so a lot of the new stuff that you're going to be talking about, I may not have gotten to. Um, there's going to be one surprise that people who know me are going to be very surprised that I haven't seen this movie yet. Okay. And yeah, uh, we'll just I'll just leave it at that. But um, yeah, so I did not get a chance to see this one. And I've been really looking forward to it. So... I was too. And so, and I have seen lots of theater movies this year because I got the regal crown membership thing where you can go see as many movies as you want for okay. a monthly fee. So I've been milking that. Um, but the, yeah, the boy in the heron was really looking forward to it. Um, if there was ever a studio Ghibli movie that is trying to be a sequel to spirited away, it is this one. Um, and the, if you just play it on mute as a music video, gorgeous, like absolutely gorgeous to look at. Um, but then you get to the plot. Is there a plot? Are there I, I, character motivations? I'm not sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just, it's a lot. Fair, of, yeah. It's yeah. a lot of nonsense stuck together in a particular order. So, <laughs> Maybe right, disagree so, with me, but. Well, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see if I get around to seeing it, but yeah, I, I plan to, but again, didn't get, get to the theater. So, all right. All right. Um, the next one. So up until number 20, 
Starting with number 20, we're in acceptable good movie territory. And it's just how they fell. Oh, okay. But, but before number 20, I'm not going to watch these again probably anytime soon. Um, <laughs> so number 25 is Netflix's Nimona. Have you seen this? Which you – that's the other thing that you wanted ah, me to yes. watch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, watched I wanted to get your opinion it. on it. I watched about half of it. Okay. And, and, and you stopped it? I didn't stop it. Uh, I had to stop it because of like something going on where I was like, I knew I couldn't watch the whole movie and I just never went back to it. Mm. So it is again, gorgeous to look at. The characters are super fun. The plot is super great. The animation is beautiful. It is the most excellent, most highly produced piece of LGBTQ propaganda I have ever seen. And that's what brings it so low on the list, um, unfortunately. I mean, they, they have a LGBTQ relationship uh, front and center in it, but it's more the themes mm -hmm. and the messaging and the undertones that are the issue. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a the premise is great and the characters are awesome, but yeah. All right. So next. <laughs> next, number 24, Disney's Wish. Have not seen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The, and this is one where I was like, meh. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with not seeing it. But the film, for what it is, it's supposed to be a landmark, you know, celebrating the 100 years of Disney Animation Studios. And <laughs> I saw one video on YouTube saying, was this film written by chat GTP? And <laughs> it may just be. So, um, yeah, it was not, it was not great. And there's lots of people on YouTube who can say it better than I could. And it's very interesting that uh, it's the majority opinion. Most people, no matter, you know, what their yeah. sensibilities are, have panned it. So, uh, all right, you ready for this next one? I know you've, I know you've seen this one, Ben. Okay. It's Lego Disney Princess, The Castle Quest. Yeah, uh, that's probably my top five of the oh, year. Okay. <laughs> or, or maybe I didn't see it at all. Um, right. That, yes. That's, okay. that's probably probably. So more, this one is actually. I, I lied earlier. This one actually isn't a bad film. It's just, it's a Lego movie, and it's very short, and it's for little kids. Um, but it's it was entertaining to watch with my daughter. It's a fun little crossover. They cross over five Disney princesses. They got the original voice actors back, except for Snow White, of course, because I don't <laughs> think she's around anymore. But it, it was fun. It was fun, and they had they put lots of comedy in there. And and yeah, so I believe it's on Disney Plus. So if you've got kids or you just like Disney princess team ups, like in Wreck It Ralph, uh, I'd recommend that one. Just give it a watch. It was good. All right, number 22, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yeah, so this one I did get I did get to go to. Okay. And yeah, and, and when I was at the theater, someone from our church was also there, and he was wearing an officially licensed Indiana Jones leather jacket. Wow. And it looks great. Cool. So, yeah. So, did you like it? I did like the movie. Mm -hmm. I did not like the ending. The ending did not uh, work for me. Um, 
will I watch it again? I might in five, six, seven years. If I ever decide I'm going to watch the Indiana Jones movies again, mm-hmm. I would, I would include that. Um, I, I feel like it is the fourth best Indiana Jones movie. Oh, I absolutely disagree. Bottom, bottom rung. No, not for me. Not the, fir- for me. the first one, of course, is, uh, the Last Crusade, followed, of course, by Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, followed by Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, and then this one. Actually, no, probably probably Temple of Doom's at the bottom still. I put Crystal Skull at the bottom. Mm, I love that movie too much, I, man. I do. I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I just I just found the the female lead very unlikable, and she's like the focus of the film, and so if you don't like her. It's kind of a bummer. That is a problem. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I also did not like the ending either. It went a step too far and then it didn't go far enough. Correct. Like if you're going to take that step, then own it. And if and you're going to go, that, if you're going to go that audacious, yeah, then just go the whole way and mm-hmm. just, but instead they're like, we're going to go audacious, but we're going to pull our punches at the same time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I agree. So, all, all right, right, number twenty-one. Number twenty-one. The smash hit, <laughs> um, <laughs> animated Netflix Adam Sandler vehicle, Leo. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's a nice. It's a cute little premise. It's got. Um, it's about a uh, class lizard, right? Who, okay. Like a, a class pet. Who yeah. think who he discovers when they have get a new teacher that lizards only live to be like 65. And so he's like, I'm 65. I'm going to die. And he has like a crisis. And then he figures out uh, he, the new teacher lets kids take the class pet home. And so when he goes home with people, he accidentally reveals that he can talk and ends up finding his life uh, life's purpose by uh, counseling the kids in the class through their right. growing up stuff. And so the I love the premise. It's very cute. The animation's good, but it stars Adam Sandler and Bill Burr and the comedy sensibilities of Adam Sandler and Bill Burr uh, infiltrate the nice, sweet narrative. So Interesting. Unfortunately. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the trailers for the new Adam Sandler sci-fi movie? No. Spaceman? Nope. Yeah, Look I'm good. very, very curious about that. Um, and his movies are like hit or miss, man, because uh, some of them are great, and then true. some of them are just like, why did yeah, I watch it? True. I, I'm curious. This this one looks like it's supposed to be a kind of like uh, uh, an adult version of ET, where oh, okay. uh, a man who is on a space, I don't know if it's a space station, spaceship, um, alone, and uh, he starts getting visited by this alien creature Hmm. and i can't tell from the trailer if they're going to play up like the idea is it real is it not it it feels like it could go in that direction but then they're also definitely playing up the whole loneliness side of things because he wants to get home i I don't know if they're how much family is back home but there is definitely things back home for him and it's also seems like they're kind of experimenting to see like uh, how does loneliness affect people Hmm. and and so that could also bring up that whole, like, is he insane and creating this alien or is there actually an alien intelligence in the <laughs> ship with him? So, okay. um, 
So we'll we'll see how close I am as far as like what the actual plot is. But that's I think it's a Netflix set, uh, Adam Sandler movie that is part of that deal that he had where okay. he was yeah, like, well, I mean, he's, things. He's cranking out things on Netflix, man. Lots yeah. of stuff. So all right, right, next up. Number 20. And now we're entering. I think this was I enjoyed this movie, and this is just where it fell. Uh Aquaman 2. Okay. I haven't seen this movie. <laughs> ben, Ben, Ben. I are you even Ben. Who are you? I made the wrong choice last night when I decided <laughs> to go and see ISS instead of Aquaman two, mm. and I really wanted to see ISS because it's a sci-fi movie without you know any connection to any kind of uh, IP. I. I I'm not going to say much more because I want to do an episode about it. It was a miscalculation. It was definitely a miscalculation, <laughs> not the movie I needed for the escapism that I needed. Mm. Um, I was expecting a taut thriller. And instead my seven word movie review is the premise has so much promise. Sigh. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> okay, so Aquaman, though, back to Aquaman. Well, I was gonna say, speaking of a movie that has not tied to anything that's a sci fi movie, I just the other week I watched Moonfall again, and man, just every time I watch it, I like it more and more. It's slowly creeping up the list All of right. my favorite sci fi movies. That's oh. fine, that's just <laughs> fine. So, Aquaman, I'm not sure when it's gonna be on HBO Max. Um, probably I soon. feel like watching it in my living room. I I'm probably it'll be one of those Thursday mornings when I wake up, it's my day off and there's no one else in the house except for my daughter who's doing her homeschooling stuff. I start the laundry I make some breakfast. I watch Aquaman. Nice. I don't think I'm going to get out to the theater again um, anytime soon. And so I'm not sure how that's all going to work out. You have it at number 20, but you also have it on the list where you would rewatch it. If yeah. Yeah. It, everything 20 and above. It was it was good, and I I'd watch it again. You wouldn't feel bad if you're on the airplane, and no. that's the in-flight movie. Yeah. Although we Snake have Snake Eyes, yes. Aquaman, no. Fair. All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was it was fun. Um, I was very interested to see how they'd handle Amber Heard, since she's technically canceled, mm -hmm. but uh, they had already filmed this whole thing, right. so she's in it. She does some things, not a lot of things. And that's the end of that universe. It is. Depending it on how they handle Peacemaker. Ugh, please. Well, they're doing a season two. And I just saw an article headline where James Gunn's like, the reason he wanted to do season two of Peacemaker is he loves it so much. It's one of his favorite things in the world. And so he's the boss. He can <sighs> do it. Okay. And, and also he said it won't be confusing which suggests to me that there's reasons why it could be confusing. <laughs> well, hopefully at the end of the season, like the, the antimatter wave from the flashes meddling just comes and erases everybody. That'd be neat. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway, number 19 rebel moon. Okay. And we're not going to talk too much about that because you and I are going to do an episode about rebel moon specifically. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm very excited to have that conversation, but in a nutshell, briefly, you've got it up above the 20 level. <laughs> yeah. It's above the 20 level. 
So you're 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 not going to feel bad revisiting it probably when the sequel comes out. No, I'm planning to watch the sequel. Are you planning to rewatch this before the sequel? No. Okay. I I I might rewatch the first third because I loved the first third, and then it just got a little too. We'll talk about it later. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was trying to think like my main thought about this. I don't know how I can talk about my main thought about this without really just spoiling most of our conversation that we're going to have, but I, I'll just throw it out there. And that is similar to what you had said about the, the music video with uh, the boy and the heron or whatever that's, that was called Yeah. Um, is this, if you're looking for a plot that is super engaging and makes sense and go somewhere else, watch Dune. Okay. This is not Dune. It's not star Wars. It's not even seven samurai other than, it's like, Hey, I'll take the outline from seven samurai and I'll make some scenes that fit that outline. Um, but the scenes are gorgeous. Yeah. Well, it, it is. And if you're able to just engage in that way, you're going to really, really enjoy it. And if you're able to engage the storyline enough, it, which I did, like, I, I feel like there is enough there, there to kind of enjoy myself. <laughs> um, but he has to do something in that sequel to elevate what he did in this one. And then the other question is how much of that was on the cutting room floor for well, the Snyder cut that they are doing. Yeah. Which was part of the original plan to begin with. Yeah. Cause he loves director's cuts. Well, for, you, you hear him talk about it. It was Netflix. Netflix said, we want this length of a movie with a PG 13 rating. And he said, I want to make this movie that's this long with an R rating. And Netflix said, let's do both. <laughs> and, and he's like, okay, but that means the one that's coming out is not the one that I want to come out. And, but then before that, he was talking about how you're going to, it's not going to matter too much. You're going to, the one is okay. And the other one expands on that. But now he's kind of walked that back a little bit. Well, I would, so. I'd be very interested to see the director's cut because that was one thing I was going to say is I wish they would have kept it as like the three samurai and not the seven samurai because they took too much of the movie was taken up by characters that I don't care about. Um, so. <laughs> I would say <laughs> that the story itself is only about one character mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who gets any development. Yep. Everyone else, just as soon as they're brought into the fold, they move to the background and then they do cool looking things in the background. And then the other character you care about, they're there in that first third. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I, again, I really like the main character who gets developed. I really like that character. And uh, I'd be interested to see if it gets developed more in the director's cut. And, and it also, for a Seven Samurai remake, it's really only the first half of the Seven Samurai. Right. You don't even right. get to the part where they go back to the village, you know? So uh, I guess it's in the next one. It, well, and that's why it's it's two movies or whatever. Mm. But um, yeah, here's one good thing that came out of it too, though. It made me go back and rewatch Seven Samurai. Oh. And that was just, just wonderful. Nice. Just wonderful. I, Again, this is Seven Samurai. It's not a perfect movie. There's plot elements there that, and one thing I'll give to Rebel Moon, the main villain is actually developed. 
compared to seven samurai where the main villain is a almost nameless. It's just, here's this guy who's bad and he does bad things and we need to stop him from doing bad things, which actually has a place. I do believe has a place in storytelling, um, but it's not as sophisticated. Well, the villain as... in rebel moon was fantastic. Mm -hmm. He is a scary, scary person and they did a good job with him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let's save it for another show. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the next one, number 18, Dungeons and Dragons. That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. It was very fun. I, um, I think that's really the, the best review of it. It yeah. was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Lots of lots of unique visual effects and situations. Uh, number 17, Supergirl and the Legion of Superheroes. Did not see. Did not see. That was good. It was good. It's, it's in an animated universe. I think they're calling it the Tomorrowverse, where it's uh, you know, Superman, Man of Tomorrow, and Batman, The Long Halloween, Parts 1 and 2. And now, just recently, the Crisis on Infinite Earths movie, which was very good. But it's not in 2023, so we're not going to talk about it. Um, yeah, and I honestly have not ventured into this animated realm at all yet. With, it's good. Uh, with any of those movies. Mm-hmm. It's much better than the previous one, which is based on the new 52, in my opinion. Um, so, but this was great because they really make you fall in love with Supergirl. And I love the Legion of Superheroes. Um, so, yeah, it's just a good, it was a, it was a good movie. All right. Um, but still low on the list, number 17. The next one, number 16, is Shazam, Fury of the Gods. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun i especially like the ending um and <laughs> yeah that <laughs> it's just hard because you're watching it and you're like this is great none of it matters here's and here's <laughs> if i was in charge i'm not if i was here's what i would like to have had happen the shazam stuff its own little pocket universe where they're not a part of the justice leagues all that all, all that stuff um now they wouldn't have the the cameo that mm -hmm. they brought in but um but we need one more shazam movie like we, we have shazam fury of the gods black adam and we needed shazam versus black adam and instead black adam gives us we're gonna give you the big t uh you know showdown if we can that you've with been superman waiting for adam, yeah. with superman no no <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me like i still would have liked it it would have hey, been cool hey we would have gone and seen it for sure well mm -hmm. maybe not for sure with me though but um i i would have watched it eventually but uh i really just feel like we should have gotten four movies out of that shazam universe that was just its own tightly you know knit little pocket of storytelling so it does matter and instead it's a part of the world building. And that's, that's the problem when you have movies that are based on world building instead of storytelling. And you get like what Marvel is going through right now, where everything is just setting up something else yeah. instead of getting to the end and saying, Hey, we're done echo. They got done and they said, Hey, we're done. And if we never go back to echo, it'll be okay. But then they give us the, the little tag scene that says, well, <laughs> <laughs> that story's done, but we're going to do more stories, more to come. 
but at least with that, I felt satisfied at the end where I didn't feel like they're just setting up something else, even though they definitely were setting up something else. And, and that's where I wish Shazam, Black Adam, that whole little unit. Uh, and some of it's Dwayne. It's Dwayne's fault. Dwayne <laughs> wanted to fight Superman and defeat Superman. And he was going to get his wish potentially if he was able to do another movie, but no. And now it's not yeah. happening. So I blame Dwayne. <laughs> I blame uh, what's his name? James Gunn. Well, um, uh, he's the other guy. <laughs> to blame. <laughs> All right. The next one. Oh, what is this called? It's called Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. I wanted to see it, but I haven't gotten to it yet. It was good. Um, the animation was good. The the story was good. It, DreamWorks does a good job at picking stuff that's like this is going to be a, this will make a good franchise. Like this is the the world and and the the situation is is such that like it's built to be marketable, you know, um, kind of like Pokemon. <laughs> and so, yeah, it, it it was good. Um, the only the only gripe I had was there's some woke stuff in it, yeah. of course. You have to put it in. Um, but everything else was great. So speaking of Pokemon, mm -hmm. have you watched the new Pokemon series on Netflix? No. You're not going to? Uh, not of my own volition. Watch at least the first few minutes of the first episode just okay. to get a feel for the vibe. Okay. The vibe is so cool. You need okay. to get past the first scene because the first scene, the setup for the main character, I want you to get past that at least. But it's not some of it's not even animated the way that the series is animated. And so you got to get past that portion to get okay. into the actual vibe, get to the Island. Okay. And, and, and just allow yourself to, because it's stop motion. Oh yes. The Pokemon concierge. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's check it out. stop motion. Yes. You know what has, I watched vibe. it alone. I, uh, <laughs> my son is not into Pokemon anymore. And so I'm like, I still want to watch some of this. So I watched the first episode alone and I really enjoyed myself because Yumi just... wants to get in. She wants to get in on Pokemon. Well, this is definitely an entry point for, okay. for her potentially. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, okay. Well, next movie. <laughs> Number 14, the Marvels. Okay. Did you see that one? I did see that one. Yes. Yes. I mean, I have a podcast about that one. So, okay. If nice. I had a DC podcast, I probably would not have skipped on Aquaman for sure. Um, but yeah, the Marvels, that was another, it was fun. Uh, there was some dumb stuff and some fun stuff and some of the done stuff was, was the fun, fun stuff. stuff. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so if the dumb stuff is fun stuff. It's a net positive. Mm -hmm. I, I will say this movie made me like like uh, Kamala Khan a lot more in this universe. Really? Because I did not enjoy her show. But okay. I really enjoyed her in this movie. All right. Well, I did enjoy her show, mm -hmm. and so coming on with this with this movie, it was just like, yeah, this is the next episode of her show, and it's the big crossover episode <laughs> because it's it's her and her supporting cast. And yeah. For for real. Um, I, there was loud cheering coming out of my mouth. When was that? The post credit. Oh, the post credit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I went and, I went and saw with some coworkers and me and the girl next to me were like, yeah. 
And the person on the other side was like, huh? what am I missing? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Ant-Man Quantumania is number 13. I would agree with the ranking so far, as far as the Marvel stuff now. I enjoyed that one more. Uh, And I liked it because, honestly, I liked it because it was just a space opera. Yeah. It was just a space adventure. It's an adventure in space. And although it was inner space, not outer space, but um, the world building, uh, some of the humor didn't land well for me because it's that trying, we're trying to be Ragnarok and we're going to, so we're going to have that really quirky character who really doesn't make sense in the place, (laughs) but, but he's there to make you laugh. And he Mm -hmm. really made the people around me laugh. So yeah, yeah. well, I, I mean, I just enjoyed all the characters. The villain was great. The the set pieces were great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure, Wasp does nothing in the whole movie, but... Um, oh, she does do something. <laughs> she withholds information the entire movie. There's so much of this movie that would not have happened if she would have just said, hey, I need to tell you everything about this place right now. No, I meant, I meant hope. Wasp. Oh, oh, young wasp. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. No, no I mean no. Janet. Janet. Janet does a lot. She does a lot. Um, hope not so much. Um, okay. Uh, what was it? there's something else about that one. Oh, Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think he knew what movie he was in. I think yeah. they gave him a script. He learned the lines and just did it. And the cut, the director was just cut wrap. He's great because he's Bill Murray. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna say anything. Just green screens all around yeah. him, you know. And he's just I don't know who or what I'm talking to. Oh, but hey, yeah, Michael yeah. Douglas, how you doing? <laughs> Remember the Oscars when we talked that one time? Yeah, nice. All right, number twelve. Trolls, the third one. You haven't seen it, Ben? Don't you remember our first episode where we talked about Trolls, the first one? I've seen Trolls now, the first one. This this was better than the second one. My my kids really wanted to go see it, so we did. Okay. Um, And it it was better than than the the second one. Um, Just made me think of a movie that I want to make sure was in 2023, though. Okay. Uh, The villains in this one were good, too. It's not 2023. What? Okay, keep going. Sorry, what? <laughs> I was saying the villains. The villains in this one were good too. Okay. And so, if you like the first trolls, you'll like this one. All right. So we're not going to talk about that movie that I just looked up. Okay. Okay. Continuing on. The next one, number eleven, is Migration from Illumination. Did you see this one? Nope. <laughs> I, I've I've come to realize over the past uh, few movies I've watched, I will I pretty much will like anything with Aquafina in it. Okay. I don't know. She just makes me laugh, man. And she's she's in this, and uh, but the movie itself is it's good. I don't, like most of Illumination's library. I'm not I like I don't like the Despicable Me movies. I don't like mm-hmm. the um, oh what the other one, the Secret Life of Pets. Uh, but I, this one was really good. It was really good um, and very enjoyable. We, we all went and saw it as a whole family. It was solid. All right. 
Lot, lots of lots of family values, like traditional family values. Very good. Right. Um, okay. I, I will let people know that that's what you think because I'm never going to see it. So okay. <laughs> I will probably never have an opinion about this movie other than I'm not going to see it. All right. It's good. Number 10 is The Flash. Ah. Did we do an episode together about we this? We did. One? Okay. It's like All the right. one episode we did this year. <laughs> <laughs> We I'm trying, that. man. I'm yeah. trying. It's all right. Uh, yeah, but I really, I really like that. You can go listen to our episode about it. Um, number nine, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number three. Yeah, that's high up for me. That one, I don't have a uh, a list right now of of 2023, but that would probably be in my top five of 2023. Quite good, and just is really out there. Um, and I, Star Lord was cracking me up in this one more than the other ones, I think. And Nebula continues to become my favorite character with every scene she's in. And uh, it's there's some touching moments too. Yeah, like this, mm-hmm. it's it's an emotional movie. I mean, say what you will about James Gunn. One of the things that when he allows himself to be emotional, like there's there's some genuine emotion. In oh, his, all the stuff with Rocket was super sad. Yeah. Just yeah. Um, but but character based, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it, there was some manipulation with cute animals to make yeah. you Just make you, them. I think, yeah, to make you like them because they're cute. But at the same time, it just I felt like it was a just a moving movie, and I feel like that created. Uh, honestly one of the best sci-fi trilogies mm. that's out there now um you kind of have to watch other movies though to for the trilogy to make sense right and, and that's <laughs> where I, I i lump it together as a trilogy that you you have to watch all three of those movies unfortunately the trilogy also includes a holiday special and parts of other movies that these well, guys Well, that's what are, I'm saying. Like, the third know. movie does not make any sense if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame and Infinity War. And Thor, Love and Thunder. And <laughs> the Christmas holiday special. So... I do love the Christmas holiday special, though. It's I a lot of fun. It. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, but that... There is a Guardians of the Galaxy through line that the only unfortunate thing as far as trying to untangle it is Infinity War and Endgame. And you, you can't really unravel it, but love and thunder. You can stop once they separate from Thor. Sure. Yeah. And just move on with them. So. All right. All right. Number eight. Teenage mutant Ninja turtles, mutant mayhem. I have to see this movie. You do, but I have not, Okay. (laughs) but I have to, I mean, there's actually literally there's, there's a, a person telling me I, I have to do it. So. Um, I can't explain exactly why. Okay. Uh, other than <laughs> I've I've got a angel on my shoulder that's like, do this right now. So <laughs> apparently, it's really really good. It was it was good. Um, I especially loved the that they actually got real teenagers to play these guys, mm. and it just really comes out. Um, Jackie Chan is amazing as Splinter, a very different, very very different Splinter than what has been portrayed. I heard uh, for this movie, he's still doing his own stunts. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh. Um, uh, <laughs> does Seth Rogen have a part in it? 
I think so. I think he's one of the other mutants. Okay. I can't remember. I'd just um, be really surprised if he didn't, because I mean, that's not his main role in this. He wrote data direct. Yeah. And, and produced, I believe, but I'm just thinking you got him. How is he not doing? It is, it is mostly gross out humor. Well, not mostly, but a good chunk, a good, a good 50% is gross out humor. Um, that said, one of the gross out humor, just, we, we lost it in the movie theater. We were laughing so hard. So yeah, <laughs> me, me and Shantae went and saw this as a date because she loves the Ninja Turtles. All right. um, but she didn't, she didn't All like right. this one as much as, uh, cause she liked the classic, the, the first movie. So. Well, I really want to see, I, I actually have not looked into it because it's really in the last couple of weeks that someone was just like, you have to see this movie. You have to see this movie. Um, and so I'm going to try and find it and watch it. But Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think it's on Paramount. Um, okay. Number seven. Ladybug and Cat Noir, the movie. Which I'm not surprised uh, because your family loves this show. Yes. Yes. And this is and, the movie. Yeah, it does a great job. It like encapsulates the first, well, like all the whole the whole show so far, five, the five seasons, and kind of boils it down into the the main parts. The animation's great. Um, it's a musical. The songs are pretty good, and um, the show is not a musical. This is a musical, um, and but the ending has an alternate ending from the show. Like this, it did not happen in the show. And it's probably the biggest thing that could happen in the show. And it happens in the movie. It doesn't happen in the show. So I don't know what they're going to do. If they're doing a sequel movie, if they're doing a, with the rest of the show, because the, the show's still ongoing. So, so the, the movie, it's still the same continuity, right? No, it's a retelling of the continuity. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So there's the show and then there's the Yeah, you could just watch series. the movie by itself and it kind of okay. it retells the story of the show. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like uh coming back to season three of Transformers, and if you didn't see the movie, you're like, Where's Optimus Prime? Correct, correct. <laughs> and everyone else that matches my toys in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. You can see it and, and watch it without that. So, um, and I highly recommend this along with Unicorn Warriors Eternal. Ben, I I'm more likely to watch Unicorn. <laughs> I am not likely at all <laughs> to watch this. It's so. good. They have a good. It's a good character dynamic. I, I will right. trust you on that. I will trust you. Number six, the Creator. Oh, that's pretty high. Good. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, I went and saw it with my dad. But you liked it. Yeah, I I enjoyed that one enough that I watched it twice. Um, and I'm probably going to watch it a third time. There is a lot to that movie. And I, yeah, there there's just a lot to it. Um, that is one that I'm planning to have Parker J. Cole come and, and on the podcast to talk about. Because she has some, apparently she has some pretty strong opinions about it. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, that, I really enjoyed it. And there's... It's not connected to any franchise. It's an original yeah. sci-fi movie. And it's well, the other fun thing for me, if you're looking at rebel moon and this is 
it comes from that whole Star Wars vibe after the the sequel trilogy where they weren't quite sure what was going to happen. And so you had Rebel Moon kind of be developed by by uh, uh, Snyder and he's kind of doing his own thing and ends up doing this movie. And then you have creator who th- that's the guy who directed. Um, was it Rogue One? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this is definitely also coming from that kind of Star Wars not mindset mentality necessarily, but there's definitely an influence there. Um, this creator could have been a star Wars movie. If you just shifted some things around, mm, it could have been possibly with your whole, the droids, like it could have been set like after the, the prequel trilogy where droids are not accepted. And um, yeah, but, but instead, because it's on earth, it becomes an AI movie. It becomes about AI and becomes about life and becomes about parenthood and childhood and messiahs and yeah and the other thing that i really would like to kind of dive in and find out what they were trying to do was the robots have a religion that they follow very interesting and it seems to be buddhism and so i'm curious what it is in buddhist philosophy that makes it where they've chosen that for the the religion of of the uh the robots who who practice probably because you can take your brain out like a microchip and put it in a new body that's maybe part of it but Mm -hmm. i think there's some elements of like mindfulness and peace Mm -hmm. and and that because there is an element of um some of the robots can't harm life yeah you know and and kind of the that three laws of robotics kind of a thing but it's not a it's not an Asimov law for them. It's, it's something else. And it becomes a major plot point as well uh, at the end there. So, um, yeah. All right. That was number six. Okay. Number five, the live action remake of the little mermaid. Really? Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm not going to say it's a better movie than creator. I just think it was more fun and I would sooner rewatch that than the creator. Um, they, the visual effects are great. Um, it's the first time I think they've ever been able to actually like nail a realistic looking mermaid in a film. Cause everything, you know, usually it's just in a live action film. Yeah. 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 Cause in the animation you can do, it. but yeah, they, they like, cause mermaids, if you look at, they would have a different like spine, you know, spinal structure mm-hmm. than humans. And really they just put the female, <laughs> leads in you know the in the legs yeah. the legs yeah the, the, the little slip-on thing um but this is this is great they, they really use the technology well and i like the tweaks they made to the story um and aquafina plays scuttle so there you go <laughs> it's, it's great great stuff yeah and All they right. gave prince eric a song he never had a song before now he's got a song all so, right okay so where are we at now Number four. Number four. Mm-hmm. So, well, just keep going because there's a movie that I'm positive you've seen. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm positive you've seen it. But if not, because uh, I'm trying to figure out, like, how is it this high for you? Okay. <laughs> so let's keep going, <laughs> I guess. Number four, The Blue Beetle. Oh, wow. That's really high. It is high. That's but I really high. liked it. Uh, that is not where I would have that. Oh, man, I really liked it. I just watched it a second time. Yeah. Although I haven't finished it to be fair. Well, there you it go. just 
I lost lost my interest and I never went back to it. So yeah, maybe the second half would have yeah. I don't know. I liked it a lot. Uh number three. So the top three, the top three of the year, 2023. So number three is Pixar's Elemental. I haven't seen it. <laughs> you haven't seen it? No. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. It okay. is, it's very good. Um, I am a sucker for a good romantic comedy, but it's it's the best Pixar film in a while, in my opinion. So the story the story is just solid. The characters are solid. The premise is solid. The world building is solid. And you'd say you would characterize it as a uh, romantic comedy. Yes, very much so. That's cool. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, number two. The Super Mario Brothers movie. That was fantastic. It was fantastic. Um, I, I've watched yeah, it no, several definitely. times. It is so good. Definitely. Um, all right. And then number one, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse or whatever it's called. Into. See, into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. The third one is Across the Spider-Verse. Maybe. I don't know. No. No, because the first one was Into the Spider-Verse into and then across and then above i mean there's definitely some preposition <laughs> it is this one the sequel is across the spider okay the first one is into the spider verse and i think the, the third one is just going to be across the spider verse part two then i don't know i think that's what they're looking at but or it's beyond the spider verse it would make sense yeah or the, the captain america verse the spider verse returns <laughs> son spider verse forever yeah uh that's a it's a wonderful movie it's just playing a wonderful movie just continuing to just shatter barriers of what you can expect in an animated film just wow and some great moments character wise plot wise yeah all right so that means that the movie i was waiting for you to say that i was sure you had seen um maybe i forgot to put it on here barbie uh huh. I did not put Barbie on here because I did not finish it. Okay. So I didn't put right. any movies that I didn't finish on here. But what I, I saw, I did not like. So. Okay. All right. How about <laughs> Shift? Nope. Haven't seen that's Shift. That's the Angel Studios sci-fi movie. Nope. Didn't see it. All right. That's a. It's a multiverse movie. I. I really enjoyed it. I feel okay. like it. Uh, it did a pretty good job being a Twilight Zone esque low budget sci-fi movie. Cool. And. Um, definitely it, it, it did some good, good storytelling and there were some twists in there that I was not expecting at all. Okay. Um, although I really didn't know what to expect from this movie, um, other than, uh, Neil McDonough was in it. Uh, and I like him a lot. Okay. Uh, and then, um, I knew there was going to be a little bit of a multiverse aspect to it, but I did, I didn't know where it was going to go. And uh, and it definitely has a uh, a spiritual element uh, to it thematically. So okay. I, I recommend it and I am planning to do an episode about it, but I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get the person that I was hoping to get um, to talk about the movie with me. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, Asteroid City. Oh, and I did see that and it's not on my list. Okay. So would that be in your top 20 or would that be in your bottom eight? Top 20. Okay. Yeah. I, 
it, it's it's quirky. It's Wes Anderson, and it is a science fiction movie, uh, but not how you would expect it to be. Yes, and, it was. I loved it, except for the random full frontal nudity in the dead center of the film. So. Yeah, it just. <laughs> I don't but everything that. else was great. I really, I really enjoyed it. Uh, no one can save you. Sci-fi no. horror movie that I talked no. about with John Haru earlier this year. So that's good. Um, oh, Guardians. Uh, Babylon five, the road home direct to disc and then also streaming. But, that one, if you are a fan of Babylon 5, yes. If you're not a fan of Babylon 5, don't start there. Because <laughs> you're not going to understand it quite as much. And then from there, there's... Um, I, I'm getting it kind of into streaming, but sci-fi okay. streaming stuff. Uh, one Shows? Oh, yeah, oh, shows. Okay. Yeah. So Silo is one that was a fantastic uh, sci-fi mystery um post-apocalyptic dystopian kind of a thing um based on a book series which i then went ahead and and uh, uh got them from my library okay. did not purchase them but um wonderful in the sense that you're you just never know what's going to happen next mm. um and it's very tense because it takes place in a silo that um the people have been in for decades upon decades and mm. no one or almost no one remembers anything from before. And yeah, they're just living life and they're realizing there is maybe some stuff out there. Maybe we could go out beyond the silo, but they do know about the radiation that was out there from the, it was radi it's something else, but uh, they do know that they can't go outside because they will die. Mm. And um, they're wondering, is there more? more to this Interesting. so there's okay. that um let's see picard season three mm. which was that's the season where they said okay we tried patrick stewart's way and tried to give everyone nothing that they wanted and <laughs> nothing that they expected and we're hoping that because they're not expecting it they'll want it and they were wrong uh, there's a lot of complaining. And so they, this, this is the season where they just said, okay, let's just bring back the gang. And yes. so Worf is back. Crusher is back. Um, and there's some new characters who would end up being a next, next generation yeah. potentially with, um, uh, Jordy's daughters and Crusher's son and some things like that. So, okay. Yeah. And of course there's Star Trek strange new worlds season two. And Lower Decks also had a new season that I enjoyed that was also I did watch kind of, Lower Decks. Yeah. Um, and the big bad in that one was not exactly what I was expecting at first. But then toward the end, they dropped the clues. And I was just like, oh, they're going to go there. That's kind of cool. And in, big, in Lower Decks? In Lower Decks, yeah. Again, when I watch that show, I'm like, this is a reference to something. I don't know what that is. But I can well, the tell big it's bad. to be a reference. The big bad was a big reference okay and it actually settled a big uh headcanon thing that people were doing where now if you want it to be headcanon you have to say well i am not going i'm just going to ignore 
<laughs> this other thing that I, if you're the type of person who's doing a headcanon about this character, you're going to like to see this character. And so you're going to want to erase your headcanon because you like the character. It, it just, it ruins things for some people who are doing some headcanon stuff. Oh, but okay. um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it, about it. Oh, scavengers reign is an animated show that is basically a um, star Trek crossed with lost crossed with Miyazaki. Oh, oh, I've oh. heard of that. And I do want yeah. to watch it. I, um, I do believe it's animated and I'm trying to remember now if I think there is some animated nudity, um, not a lot, but I, I think there's some, but I can't remember now, but just be aware of that. Did you watch Ahsoka? Oh yeah. <laughs> was that this, this year? Yeah. So. It was okay. <laughs> I loved it. Cause I, I love star Wars rebels and this was just star Wars rebels. <laughs> it was, it was, it would, I don't even, they could have not called it Ahsoka. They could yeah. have called it rebels or yeah. something. Uh, referencing rebels. Yeah. Was, was, uh, was Andor this year or was that last year? Oh, I can't remember. I think it was last year. Okay. Well, we'll talk about it. Uh, what about what if? Oh yeah. What if echo I already talked about, but what if season two? Uh, wasn't echo this year. That wasn't 2023. Was it? It was this year. Yeah. You're right. But I still mentioned it earlier. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, what if season two, they dropped an episode a day. Yeah, I know. Which was an interesting way to do it, but they were short, so it was really easy to squeeze in. Well, they did it right on uh, our vacation when my dad was visiting, so we every day we were watching it. It was great. Um, and the Christmas episode was <laughs> just about perfect for dropping on Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Disappointed that there wasn't Spider-Man in this one, because um, he was he was in one episode in the last one. So, and I'm also kind of, dis I was also kind of disappointed that they didn't like you're drawn from all these deep cuts, right. To mm -hmm. do your plots, but nothing about the Eternals at all. Like you could have done so much with them in any of these scenarios. So. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot they could have pulled from and they, and they only have so much time in a day. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, Loki. That's the other one. Loki season uh, yes. two. Mm -hmm. That also was a fantastic season that honestly wrapped things up well enough that they could never go back to it. And it, it's not a bad thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's well, well done, well wrapped up and talking about canceling, you know, with Amber Heard, but if they're canceling Jonathan majors, they could cancel Kang right here. Like the way that Loki, the way that Loki ends, it ends in such a way that the Kang problem well, they could do more stuff about it if they want, but the Kang problem is kind of taken care of. Or yeah. at least there is the premise of we're going to be taking care of this problem. Yeah. And if they never go back to it, there is. There's it's open ended enough they could, but it's closed enough that they wouldn't have to. But I don't know if they're going to approach it that way. So. Yeah, but I love that final episode, especially. I mean, yeah. the whole series the whole series feels like you're watching a Stanley Kubrick 2001 style thing or a Wes Anderson style thing. Um, or then you have the whole time travel, uh, time cops kind of a thing, mm -hmm. which 
I wish it had been more of that, you know, but and then you have missed minutes doing a whole it, other thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so you have all these elements and, and they just all created a very, I think a better cohesive whole than the previous season. So I, I really enjoyed it. All right. Well, I guess that's 2023. There it is. I can't remember any other shows that were new that I watched off the top of my head. Well, those are the ones that I wanted to make sure I, I did mention and, and talk about. So cool. All right. All right. See you in a year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to wait for rebel moon part two for us to talk about rebel moon. I want us to talk about it sooner than that. Okay. Um, and I want us to, yeah. Now, if we can, if we can keep doing this, this time, this place, I think I can swing it. So. Okay. All right. Well, with all that said, then Evan, thanks for joining me and yeah. everyone out there. Um, check out our book. It is a strangers and aliens production sort of because I edited it, but Steve, Evan and I are all in it. Adam David Collins is in it. Nathan Marchand is in it. A bunch of other people that you may not have heard of are in it, but Parker J. Cole, she's also another podcaster, but who super, super prolific writer is in there. Um, oh, uh, Alan and Aaron Rainey, who've been on the podcast before they they have a uh, Michael Potit, who has been on the podcast once seven, eight, nine years ago. Wow. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> He's in here. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, just a lot of different sci-fi styles. It's very much an anthology, uh, in the truest sense. It feels like the twilight zone and the way that there are just so many different kinds of stories. Like in the twilight zone, you get this hardcore sci-fi where it's, it's just people on a rocket ship. And then you have, you know, a guy who's trying to get a job and, and a gremlin helps him and then you have, <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and then you have a, a Western you know, where a guy's about to go and do a gunfight against death. You know, it's just all these different kinds of things. That's what you got here in this book. So time for everything. It is on Amazon and uh, go get it. So, yeah. and look for more from. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to, did you already uh, put in a, a pitch for, for not yet? Two? Okay. No. All right. But there's, there's more coming. From, yeah. From, from us. Onward, Onward and Upward Media Onward is upward, yeah. is the uh, publishing house that I I have started up. It's a my my little company. So, and the next one, if you are interested in being involved in an anthology like this, I would say just drop us a line, send me an email, studioavery at gmail dot com, and uh, I'll send you a link to where you can find out more information about the next anthology, which might even be multiple volumes because I am not doing a 500 page volume with 28 different authors ever again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that said, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Check us out. Strangersandaliens.com. Check us out at strangers and our, our, our uh, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash strangers and aliens. Check us out at Facebook, facebook.com slash strangers and aliens. And until next time, Godspeed. All right. Ooh, ooh. How do I stop it? This is how I stop it.